You're listening to the Global Sales Leader Podcast with your host, Jason Cooper. This is episode 14. Um, and in this episode, we have Paul Rutter, who's an expert in customer services, customer experience, and he reaches up to the next level when it comes into customer service. So this is a phenomenal episode, and I'm sure you're going to like it. Always great to hear a different point of view people with wonderful, interesting stories that help people learn and grow. And make sure that you use every single part of these golden nuggets of knowledge and information that will empower your life. Hope you enjoy this. Thank you. Hello, good morning, good evening, and good afternoon. And wherever you are in this beautiful world, Welcome to the Global Sales Leader Podcast. I'm your host. I'm Jason Cooper. I work with uh, sales teams to deliver better results by implying relationships and relationship strategies around that, that last. And it's all about that. And uh, today I'm really excited. I have another, I'm always saying that I'm excited, but I generally am quite excited because I love speaking to different people, different people that have different perspectives on the world of sales, relationships, leadership, strategic elements of it, and, you know, uh, different backgrounds. So I have Paul Rutter with me today. Welcome, Paul. Thank you, Jason. Great to be with you. Looking forward to it. I'm looking forward to it as well. Uh, I'm going to turn my head because so I can read my second screen. My eyesight's not so good, so it's in full view for me. <laughs> so uh, uh, you 25 years in the hospitality industry, which, as we know at the moment, isn't that great, uh, especially in Europe and probably in lots of states in the, in the US as well. Paul has gone beyond the perfect customer experience, which really sits well with uh, the conversations that we're going to have today through teaching his audience through stop viewing perfect as an end goal. Because perfect never actually happens. No one ever reaches perfect, as we know. It's one of those things that you, you get to it and you go, it's not really there yet. So you're always striving to reach perfection. But let's start looking at the line. Paul encourages companies to stop settling and delivering merely perfect service. Over the last three decades, uh, senior executive Paul's managed and guided some of the largest, most luxurious cruise ships in the world. Ah, wish I could. I don't think I've ever been on a cruise ship. So I'm always intrigued to find out what goes on behind closed doors. So going through the high seas and taught uh, customer service and intent and exceeding customers' expect expectations. Rather than meet them, going beyond them, getting that loyalty there. So, wow, that's that's quite a mouthful there. So you've also got a Bachelor of Science in Education at Boston University. So, But you're, uh, you're also advanced communicator and Toastmasters International. Did you know that Toastmasters started in, Ar in Ireland? Did it really? No, I didn't know that. Yeah, I just thought I'd let you know that. Just to sneak in, I, I've done postmasters as well. So, but it originated in Ireland, apparently. That's that's what they told me, but I don't know how true it is. So, You're welcome to the You're sticking. <laughs> so, welcome to the show. So, uh, yeah, if if you'd like to tell me uh, what you do and how you came to the idea of the sort of uh, helping others uh, achieve excellence in the service industry and what you do is to teach forward. 
Well, thank you so much for that wonderful introduction. The first thing we're going to have to do is to get you on a cruise ship. Once the cruises start sailing again, that's the first thing we're going to do is get you on board. Yeah, uh, I've been involved, as you mentioned, in hospitality, in travel, and more specifically, the cruise industry. I've worked on board. My title is cruise director, which means okay. I'm in charge of all onboard activities and entertainment. I am the one who's on stage every night introducing the shows. I host the major activities. I introduce the captain at his uh, reception. So I'm the one who's out front in front of the guests. So I'm sort of the liaison between the guests and the company. I'm their face, which is a shame, but they're stuck with it. <laughs> I'm the face and the voice of the company. And so I'm, I'm pretty much on the front lines of customer service and hospitality. And one thing the cruise industry does that pretty much no other industry in the world does is that we actually live with our customers. So mm -hmm. on a cruise ship, if you take a cruise for seven days or 14 days, or they just started selling a world cruise of six months, we're living with our customers for that amount of time. So if they take a seven day cruise, we're, we live with them. We can't get away from them. Yeah. And the largest cruise ships in the world have over 6,000 guests. They wow. have over 2,000 crew members on board. So that's over 8,000 people in a metal boat in the middle of the ocean. What could possibly go wrong? So The Titanic. Yeah, oh, exactly. Sorry, I shouldn't have said that. <laughs> uh, the, well, there's no ice cubes. Uh, there's no, no icebergs in, in the Caribbean, luckily. Oh, but okay. Maybe okay. up near you. And so it's it's a really a very dynamic uh, perspective of having to live with your customers. You can't get away with them. So if we, we have to have policies, procedures, and more importantly, we have to have principles in place in order to deal with pretty much everything, because everything that happens on land also happens on board a ship. So yes. we have to take care of it. So if there's a problem, let's say uh, the toilet in, in your stateroom start, uh, um, stops working, we can't say, oh, it's a Friday. We're going to send you a plumber on a Monday. That's not going to work. We have to mm -hmm. say, well, no, we're going to send you a plumber. Within 30 minutes, we're going to get this fixed for you. So it's it's really important that the policies and procedures are in place um, because we live with your customer. We live with our customers. We're going to run into them. If we don't fix it right away, we're going to run into them rounding a corner somewhere. And then yeah, cool. if you add to that dynamic, that we also live with our coworkers. So we're working with somebody eight hours a day. And at the end of the day on land, you all go to your homes and you don't see yeah, each other. Yeah. Well, on a ship, that person you're working with could be your roommate because most of the crew, it's two people to a room. It's sort of like a college dormitory. Yeah, yeah. So, um, or, uh, you know, uh, as, as a senior officer, I have my own cabin. Most of the senior officers have their own cabin, but we live next to the people. There's a whole crew deck that we all live next to each other. So yeah. what sort of employee engagement do we have? Because I've always been of the belief that if you take care of your employees, your employees will take care of your customers. And so we have employees on board our ships from probably over 60 different countries. And mm -hmm. so... How do you manage things like that? People from the US or from the UK, we're the minority on board. Most mm -hmm. of the crew members might be from India or the Philippines or China uh, or Pakistan or whatever, because that's where we get a lot of our crew from. And they're unbelievable crew members, absolutely wonderful people. But we live with them. And how do you keep all these nationalities happy? So 
let's just take food, for instance. You might have breakfast. Uh, your breakfast might be a little bit different than what I eat for breakfast, but it's yeah. very different than what people from the Philippines eat for breakfast. Yeah. So how do we keep all of our crew members happy and engaged so that they keep our guests happy? And so that's the interesting dynamic that we that we have on board. And getting into the, into uh, the sales area is that we have one goal on board our ships and that is to create such an exceptional experience that exceeds expectations that our guests will book their next cruise before the current cruise is over yeah and so what if what if everybody on land knew that oh we know our customers are coming back because they've already signed up for us and they've yeah. already signed up for their next cruise and we found out that if we get a small deposit, we ask for a hundred dollars uh, deposit, which is fully refundable. If these people book their next cruise, ninety-eight percent of the time they take their next vacation with us. Mm -hmm. So if for us, it's all about repeat business and customer loyalty, because uh, that's how you grow your business. Um, you cool. can spend hours and hours and and multiple month, multiple amounts of money going out and getting new customers. But why not pay attention to the customers that are already in front of you, the ones that yeah. know your work, that know your business? You should be doing everything to retain those customers as well as going out and looking for new business. Yeah. Well, that's the same uh, as a lot of businesses. And that's how they should all be doing. Because as, as we all know, it takes so much time and effort to get uh, a new customer in front of you. But once you've got those customers, you really have to start to look after them and build those relationships with them, build that rapport. One of the key areas with any sort of business is trust, obviously loyalty to the brand that you actually have, your likability, but it's also the credibility that you actually give to them by the experience that you give, no matter what industry that you're in, because you want to make sure, number one, I suppose you're closer to your customers than a lot of other businesses, a lot of other software service businesses and tech businesses, because you're actually living and breathing with them. So I'm interested, uh, what sort of, uh, I wouldn't say tactics, but how do you get that loyalty? Well, I, there's an old saying that I'm sure you've heard of that uh, people, do, people do business with people that they know, like, and trust. Yeah. And it's all about building relationships. Yeah. No matter how much technology there is in the world, and Lord knows it keeps changing every week. Oh, it does. <laughs> it's still a human-to-human -human world, and you have to build relationships with people, and you have to work at it. It's not something that you just do once and then never go back to it again. You have to constantly build relationships, stay in touch, communicate with uh, some of your customers, uh, even if you haven't seen them for a while. It's all about building relationships. And I'm mm -hmm. sure as you and, and, and a lot of your listeners know, people buy on emotion. It's an emotional okay. experience. We, we're not in the business of providing cruises. That's not what we do. Yeah. Our business is making memories. And yeah. if we make enough of those memories and that when people get home and they look at those pictures and they remember what a great time they had, well, then that, that's half the battle. Yeah. And one of the things we learned a long time ago, is that if we take care of, if there's any problems, we have to take care of them right away. We have to take care of it uh, in a professional, 
uh, way and we have to fix it right the first time because people are forgiving and they're understanding and if something goes wrong, if you fix it right quickly and the first time, then, then they're happy. They'll do business with you again. But if the, the problem keeps repeating itself over and over and over again and you have to keep calling up and keep looking for service, that's when people are, are looking for a, another another company to do business with because yeah. it's so easy now with a click of a mouse, your, your competitor is right down the street. I was actually thinking while you was uh, talking, um, I read uh, in this book quite recently, um, Disney Disney World, Disneyland, uh, where, where you are in Florida, they got a hotel apparently. Uh, the experience is okay, but the service is just so good. Like you'd be in the swimming pool and you get a phone call and they actually come out with the phone to you in the swimming pool or, and they say, there you go, there's your phone call. So or, and they come and look after you. And that's all to do with that experience that you've got. And that's exceptional that you're dealing with that on that sort of personal level. And as we all know, uh, hospitality can be challenging in any way, but to actually go up to the, the next level where you're actually at is uh, applaudable really so that's that's really awesome so what other things do you do with your customers to get that experience that uh invokes the emotion because it's all about emotion and that the, the neocortex which is in the or the limbic system which is in the, the the emotional part of the brain so i'm always fascinated with that well you know you talked about experience customer experience is a is, is a big buzzword over here, I'm sure all around the world, because it's all about the experience. Um, and customer service is just one part of the customer experience. And so people start doing business with you before they've ever met you. So for instance, you may have looked me up online. I will have looked you up online. I want to know about your business before I even talk to you. And I'm sure that's the same thing that's happening with your salespeople out there. People are researching everybody before they even do business with them. And it's all about the experience. So the first time people have experience with our cruise line is when they go online trying to book their cruise. Yeah. And so what is that experience like? Are our representatives, uh, uh, do they call you back? What if you call and leave a message? How quickly do they answer your email? So you can you can get a lot from the experience just by dealing with our representatives. So so that's where it starts. And then it could be that people fly to our ships and the luggage, uh, sorry, the airlines lose their luggage. We've had people come on board and say, I I've got no luggage for this seven day cruise. What, what are you going to do for me? Yeah, yeah. All of a sudden, the problem that the airlines caused are now our problem. And how are we going to deal with it? Again, because they're standing right in front of us. It's not like we can send them on their way. They're with us for the next seven days. Yeah. So we have to deal with things like that. So we will have, we know that airlines lose luggage. So we may have oh, they do. a stock of, of toiletry items or uh, some socks and underwear for people to change into, or even we can get a tuxedo for the guy for the formal night. We have uh, dresses that some of our crew members are willing to, to loan out to some of the ladies um, for, for them until they get their luggage. And then we have to track their luggage. We're in constant contact with the airlines and our port agents. So if we leave, let's say Miami, but we're going to St. Thomas in the Caribbean, we wanna make sure that luggage gets to St. Thomas in the Caribbean. Mm -hmm. And so it's constantly following up and following through. And so that's a big 
keyword, a buzz phrase for us is to follow up and to follow through. Because let's be honest, customer experience and customer service is the new marketing. It's the new sales. People, uh, uh, people will uh, talk to their friends and their neighbors and their family about their experiences. And that's where people go for recommendations now. So we want all of our customers to recommend us. And I'm sure your sales team and your, your listeners want their customers to recommend them as well. So it's all about the experience that they've had. And you're absolutely right. It's about the experience that they've had uh, from start to finish. The people sell the business, but if they're treated right, I think it's the, the Virgin methodology or the Richard Branson methodology. You treat your staff well and they will look after the business. And it's a two-way street. And I think it is an experience from every single touch point, from the website to the customer service to the experience loyalty happens from there so what do you do outside because you've uh, you've got uh, an eclectic array of uh i've i've been onto your website so i've seen what you do there so how do you teach people outside of your in uh, your industry to get that excellence that you've already you're so passionate for well um i will tell you but i want to uh, you mentioned richard branson and he's coming out with his own cruise line now so we're very very interested to see his product, he was supposed to come out last year with his first ship out of Miami. COVID wow. obviously put a stop to that. So he's coming out in the next few months. So we, as an industry, are going to be very, uh, very keen to see what he's doing and, and what he provides. Because the, the industry will change. Uh, you know, if he does something that's working really well, all the other cruise lines will be doing it. So uh, interested to see what uh, Sir Richard is is going to be doing with his with his cruise line. Um, let me get back to your answer. How do I do this? Well, um, a few years ago, I wrote my first book called uh, Repeat Business Inc: The Business of Staying in Business, and it's really 50 tips and strategies that every land-based business can do now, can do today, to yeah. keep their customers coming back tomorrow. Because as we talked about, it's all about repeat business and customer cool. loyalty. So uh, since I've written that book, I've gone out and, and spoken to a few businesses when I've been on land. Obviously, I'm still working on board the ship, so my time on land is is a little bit limited. Obviously, this last year, the whole world has shut down, uh, so so I haven't been doing a lot of that. Um, uh, but we've been doing some uh, some uh, webinars online and and some uh, some things like that with some of the businesses. So I go out and I uh, and I speak to some companies. Uh, all about what you can do. And, I, and on my website, I've come up with what's called a more than perfect service model. And it's all about uh, the customer service. More, more than perfect is a name I came up with from a story that happened. Um, we were cruising. If, if we have a few minutes, I'll tell you the story. We yeah, were cruising. No, please do. Please do. We were uh, cruising in Egypt, unbelievable cruises. Uh, well, they were out of, uh, out of Civitavecchia, which is the port of uh, Rome. So we would sail all the Mediterranean and we were overnight in Egypt. So, of course, when you go to Egypt, you have to go to the pyramids. So I had a, a local tour guide um, take me to the pyramids with a group of friends. Now, we do have tours from the ship, but that's really thousands of our passengers go at the same time. I wanted to really do something on my own with just some friends. So we hired a personal guide who, was, who came recommended to us. He was absolutely wonderful. So it, it, it was just a, an incredible experience. Well, a few weeks later, I had um, 
some more friends and family were sailing with us. And they said, well, of course, we want to go to the pyramids. And I said, well, okay, you're not going to go with the ship tours. You're going to come with this personal guide that I know. And so his name was Yasser, and I signed him up, got, uh, got him through email again. He came to the ship, and I said, Yasser, I brought the people out. I did not go this time because I had just gone a few weeks earlier. So I said, Yasser, whatever you do, give him the exact same tour. It was perfect. It was perfect. He said, Mr. Paul, this tour is going to be more than perfect, more than perfect. And I'm thinking, yeah, whatever. Okay, just give me the same <laughs> tour. Well, as it turned out, when this group came back the next day, because it wasn't until about midnight through to two o'clock in the morning that they got back, it turned out that Yasser did something more than perfect. He gave the same tour we did, but at midnight, as they were ready to come back to the ship, he said to the, the group, I've arranged for a cruise down the Nile River. Are you interested in going down the Nile River? And everybody went, yes, of course we're interested in going down the Nile River. And it was just a wonderful ending to a perfect day. So what he did was he went a little bit further than he went with us. He gave them that wow moment. And so when he said he was going to make it more than perfect, he actually did that because he gave that group something a little bit more that they weren't expecting that made them go wow. And now, eight, nine years later, they still talk about that tour and they still talk about Yasser. And so that's where more than perfect service was born. Uh, and that's what we do now. It's a model that's on the website. Uh, it takes four, it, there's four quadrants. Um, yep. And if people are interested, they can go to the website. Wow. Uh, that sounds incredible. And uh, we've all had those experiences from time to time. I can remember one when I, I was in Morocco when I was 16 and people just, I wanted that, but they actually, uh, went a lot bigger and they went beyond uh what you actually wanted so that's phenomenal if and teaching that forward how, how do you actually present that and how do you actually teach that because um there are a lot of people out there that just give minimal service in a lot of different industries and in tech industries and uh, even the big corporates out there like they just give okay service what are the next steps what do they need to have to actually actually do to achieve that so the first step that we have to do is to find out where you are right now. So okay. what are your policies and procedures that you and your company are doing? Are they written anywhere? How do they get passed down from uh, executive to employee? Um, is everybody on the same page? So the first step is, is finding out exactly where you are. Do you have a policy that um, you have to answer emails in a certain amount of time? Um, how yeah. many rings of the phone before somebody has to pick up the phone? little things like that that make an impression. So the first cool. thing you do is find out um, where you are now. The next step is where do you wanna be? What other businesses, what other services have you seen that you really like? And so for instance, um, the, the online shoe place, Zappos, are you familiar with Zappos? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so Zappos is well known for its customer service, the fact that mm -hmm. they will spend hours on the phone with a customer. And so they are sort of considered a leader in customer service. So what can we take from them? Or what can you take from other companies that you really like that you would like to implement within your own company? And so that's the mm -hmm. second step of saying, okay, the first step is here's where we are. The second step is, okay, here's where we would like to be. And we put all this down on paper. And then the third step is, okay, now we're going to implement it. And that's where the training takes place. 
training is so important and training is not a one-stop shop it's continuous you need to train certainly in the cruise industry the training is incredible because of safety and security concerns in the middle of the ocean everybody has a safety uh responsibility and so that's where training comes in can i and ask you about the training because i'm intrigued because i train a lot as well so I I'm probably looking for clues for myself as well. So how do you actually do the training? Uh, is it more role play based or is it like theory based or what, how, how, how is it presented? I, I just want to steal some ideas really. <laughs> well, it's, uh, the, the way it's presented is in like a webinar series where we have before COVID, obviously we were in a room and we were just brainstorming things like that. I mean, there's certain things you have to train. So for instance, one of the things we talk about is communication styles. Communication is so important. And we talk about listening and how if somebody comes to you with a, a complaint, the first thing you should do is say nothing, is just to listen to the customer and what they have to say to you. On average, it takes two minutes for a customer to get something off their chest. If they're upset about something or a product isn't working or somebody yeah. didn't do what they were supposed to do, if you give them two minutes, and don't say anything, even if you know the answer to their problems, even if you know what you're going to say, let them talk because it's just, it makes it, it makes it worse if you continually interrupt somebody. So uh, if you let them talk, you can see their shoulders start to come down a little bit. They're a little bit more relaxed. And then you can talk about solutions after you let them listen. And so we were doing this training one time and somebody popped up. She said, you know, I wish I had known this last week because I didn't let a person talk and I continually interrupted and I should have let them talk. And so you you just, uh, you, you make it sort of, uh, you combine it with real world experiences so you yeah. can see why what you're trying to get across to them really works in the real world. I totally concur with that. That's one of the things that uh, when I'm working with people, uh, teams of people is listening skills is so powerful. It's just, it's two ears, one mouth. And I, the way I, uh, how I like to do uh, listening skills is uh, it's the internal chatter because you're ready to, really ready to say something, but actively listening to what they've actually got to say after they say it and then regurgitate it back to them and present it back to them as, as if they've been heard. I think that's hugely powerful and makes such a difference to the other person. Do you do anything uh, like body language and understanding people's body language? Because that's massive as well. Well, that I learned a long time ago in Toastmasters is how important body language is. Of you know, there's there's this big debate going on about how much of communication is verbal and nonverbal with uh, Mar Edward Morabian, I think, from a long time ago about how much you can say without saying anything. So if my arms are crossed and I'm in a defensive posture or I'm not looking at you when you're talking to me, that all says so much uh, without you saying a word. So body language is, is tremendously important and it's actually something we talk about uh, uh, in the training. Yeah, I, I remember interviewing a guy called Scott Rouse and Mark Bolden. Uh, they done, they've done the behavior panel and they analyze people. Uh, they want Dr. Phil as well, but especially in this square world, but it's so impactful to really understand what people are, are actually saying and as opposed to what the, what's coming out their mouths. I think that's an exceptional. So tell me, um, what are the sort of main challenges that people are facing right now? I, I know we've got this COVID thing, so that's pretty obvious, but 
what other uh, for the the other members of staff that you're still maybe in communication with because obviously they need their skills still current um so i'm just wondering how you're dealing with that at the moment because obviously things keep moving backwards uh say everything's going to be you're going to be back in the the cruise ships by such and such date and then it moves back and then it moves back so how are you dealing with that process it, it has not been easy i know that a lot of my uh, compatriots out there have taken other jobs with other companies. Uh, just, you know, some people over the Christmas, New Year season, they were filling in. Some people are working at Amazon. Some people are working at the local coffee shop. And um, so it, it's, it, the fear of the unknown is so, is so um, relevant right now because if we had a date that we knew we would be coming back, that would be great. But because we don't and because it keeps changing, that's what causes all the anxiety and the anxiousness. So uh, really what we're thinking now is, well, do we veer off into another career because we don't know when the cruise, ship is, uh, cruise ships are coming back or do we stay the course and just uh, uh, fill it in with, with different opportunities? But it's not knowing is the worst thing for us right now. Yeah, no, I completely understand that. And I know in Ireland, as well as a lot of places, even the airline industry is uh, people are actually delivering parcels and they're pilots. So, you know, it's you want to go back to your passion and your passion in life is to serve people. And uh, another guy is interviewing, he's based in Florida, uh, Ted Rubin does return on relationship. So that's really quite impactful for your industry as well. How much return on relationship, rather than return on investment, because that's a little bit clinical, but get that relationship up and they will keep coming back to you. I think one of the things that businesses can do now is to stay in touch with their customers, even if they don't have news to give them. Every two weeks, let's say, or once a month, send out a newsletter or offer to have a Zoom call. Uh, just with customers who want to just say hello, who just want human to human contact. It's very important that they stay in touch now. Uh, either send an email to everybody, uh, uh, pick up the phone, write a letter. Can you imagine getting a handwritten letter in the mail now? I mean, people would be blown away with that. There's, there are some things that people can do, but make sure you maintain the relationships that you've already built in the past because now it's so much more difficult but if you can take just a little time, maybe each day, just to make sure you stay in touch with with the clients and the customers that you have, um, yeah. that's very important right now. I think that's absolutely awesome advice. And I think that's uh, something that we should all employ, uh, especially in the hospitality industry, which is uh, going through a little bit of uh, challenging times. But when it's open, they're going to be the loyal customer. So communicating, effectively communicating with them uh, is absolutely key. I'm always about uh, golden nuggets of uh, uh, stuff. If you were to speak back to a, a younger version of yourself or younger version of uh, the 20 the something year olds that are coming into an industry, but you want to give them some advice about ex not expectations, but advice for them to like to strive and be the best versions of themselves? What would you suggest? Well, the first thing I would suggest is the name of a great book that's uh, called uh, Don't Sweat the Small Stuff, and it's all small stuff. I think we get 
<clears throat> I think uh, we get caught up in our own heads way too often that the whole world is going to explode because one little thing happened and um, uh, that we shouldn't we shouldn't um, go crazy uh, if things don't happen to go our way. Don't sweat the small stuff. And it's pretty much all small stuff. Yeah. Um, somebody once asked me, what's the difference between a problem and an inconvenience? Well, the problem is when you don't know where your next meal is coming from or your, your arm is hanging out of your socket. Those are problems. Everything yeah. else is pretty much an inconvenience and you can deal with that. So yeah. that would be my, my first uh, uh, bit of advice. And the second bit of advice is uh, for the young, the, the the younger ones out there is just to start building relationships. It's all about maintaining relationships, uh, and, and um, it's just so important. You you never know when it's going to come back and when you uh, will be working with. I mean, I, I knew people from twenty years ago, and all of a sudden, I'm now working with them because yeah. of the great relationships we built up twenty years ago. And certainly with technology and staying in touch, it's so much easier to stay in touch with people. When I first started, obviously there was no social media platforms. Um, so now it's so much easier to maintain those relationships. So really uh, uh, maintaining the, the, those uh, relationships you build over the years is so very important. I was gonna, while you're saying that, it's, it's your network uh, and building and cementing that, those strong relationships within that network that you do have. and. Uh, I know when I was younger, uh, we didn't have social media and all of that, but now we do. It's really easy to reach out to people and even have a conversational virtual coffee. Uh, I know I do all the time, and I stay try and stay as much as I can and build those relationships. Last question I want to fire at you. Um, if you had a superpower for five minutes, good, bad, or indifferent, how would you use it and what would you use it for? personally or professionally that doesn't really matter either either or well it's it's funny you should ask that growing up as a little kid i always wanted to fly i thought flying would be the you know you look at the birds up there and oh if i had a superpower and i always want to fly yeah now i'm not sure you know if that's the one superpower i would want um but i I would love to be able to read people's minds. That would be a wonderful superpower. <laughs> Just, uh, you know, because you're not sure if what they're telling you is actually what they're actually thinking. So um, I, I would use it for good, but I would love to be able to read people's minds just uh, so I can really find out what they're thinking. I, a lot of people say that. And uh, a lot of people say you're flying as well. And I, I know uh, I've always wanted to fly, but when it's only for a short period of time, I don't know. We're, there's lots of different things you can do it for. It's a, it's a big question, really, but uh, it's also quite a selfish personal question that you can have for you as well. So I would like to that, answer that. How can people find out more about you, Paul? Well, my website is uh, paulrudderspeaks.com. Um, mm -hmm. Go there. Um, my book is on Amazon right now. I'm working on my next book called You Can't Make This Ship Up. And it's all about some great stories on board that have happened. And, and it's really a business book. It's what land-based businesses can learn from some of the unique, crazy experiences that we've had on board. Um, if, if we have time, can I give you two examples? Of course. Of some of the crazy things? Okay. So the book is, uh, you can't make this ship up. It's going to be available later this year. But for instance, some of the crazy things that happened on board uh, weddings or big business on board. 
And yeah. so we have couples that get married either on the ship or they get married in some of the islands. And so they arrange all the paperwork. So there was this one time, this couple arranged a, a wedding on the island of Grand Cayman in the Caribbean. Beautiful beaches, everything you picture, sunshine, just beautiful. And they had family sailing on board the ship, some from the bride's family, some from the groom's family. And then they also had some friends that were flying into Grand Cayman for the wedding. Mm -hmm. And it was gonna be beautiful and it was gonna be sunny and everything was gonna be perfect, except one thing they didn't think about is that they booked this cruise and this wedding during hurricane season. Oh, so what happens? Of course, a hurricane forms starts coming towards the islands. We on a cruise ship won't go near a hurricane. We run and go the other way. But the problem was that all of the friends and family who were already on the island waiting for the ship to arrive, they couldn't get off the island because the airport was closed. Yeah, of course. So they had to go through a hurricane on the island while we on the ship were in nice sunny weather. But the thing was the couple couldn't get married because all of their paperwork was for Grand Cayman. So now it's up to us, okay, how are we on board gonna make this right? Yeah, yeah. So we ended up finally, by the end of the cruise, we arranged it so that there would be a justice of the peace come on board on the last day in Miami when the ship came back to Miami at eight o'clock in the morning, we had a justice of the peace come on board and actually married the couple. <clears throat> um, so they actually left the cruise married so the wow. family were happy. It's just the friends who were back on the island that had to go through a hurricane. They weren't too thrilled about the whole experience. Yeah. So that's just one of the things that happened and how we deal with it. Because again, we're living with our customers. We had to take care of it. We couldn't say, oh, sorry, nothing we can do. We, we had that's to solve true. the problem. And that's just one way that people can learn from the likes of yourself, Paul Russell. That's incredible. Because the more that people learn, the more that people grow. And that's why I love doing this because it's given sort of golden nuggets of wonderful information that people can all take off and go, that's really good. I'll take that and I borrow that because I think this that's what these podcasts should be for is to learn and grow. So look, I really appreciate your time today on the Global Sales Leader Podcast. I'm your host, Jason Cooper. I'm a sales trainer. I'm a sales leader. My website's jasoncooper.io. I train I train people to build better, more fundamental relationships with themselves, but with other people so we can all learn and grow. So thank you so much again, Paul. You've been pleasure. a gent. Thank you so much. Uh, pleasure doing it. Let's do it again sometime. Absolutely. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Global Sales Leader Podcast, episode 14 with Paul Rutter. I'm sure you found it interesting. Lots of wonderful golden gems in here as normal. And if you can, please give it a five-star rating or please share it around or please share the knowledge. If you want to learn more about me, uh, about my podcast or about what I do as the sales relationship coach, please visit me on my website, jasoncooper.io, or even send me an email at jcooper at jasoncooper.io. Appreciate you listening to this.